Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Magic and the Moon podcast. As always, I'm your host, David, and this week we are talking about astrology. I did do an astrology episode um, quite a while ago, towards the beginning of Magic and the Moon, almost a year ago, and um, I would like to do another astrology episode. The last one was great, but it was a little bit surface level, and I've learned a lot since then, and I think it would be really cool to kind of go deeper into astrology than I have before. So let's talk about it. So in astrology, of course, and I do want to point out that I am referring specifically to Western topical astrology, because that is the form of astrology that I have been taught in. It's the kind of astrology I practice in my craft, and it's really the only kind of astrology that I would be comfortable um, teaching about. But with that being said, there are many other forms of astrology that exist. They're all amazing and wonderful in their own way. Um, this is just to say that this type of astrology is the only one I really know that much about. So not to invalidate other forms of astrology. I just don't want to talk about something that I am not qualified to really talk about. So let's get into it. So there are, of course, the signs, the 12 signs of the Zodiac. And first, we are going to talk about Aries. When planets move through Aries, you may notice themes of new beginnings, action, feisty tempers, and a me-first kind of mindset. Aries is a fire sign and is ruled by the planet of Mars, and we'll talk more about planets in a moment. On a good day, Aries is passionate, fearless, enthusiastic, playful, and independent. And on a not-so-good day, watch out for bossiness, impulsiveness, bad tempers, overly competitiveness, and being a little bit short-sighted. Some famous Aries include Vincent Van Gogh, Chance the Rapper, and Lady Gaga. And even if your birth chart has no planet in Aries, this sign can still affect certain areas of your life. And of course, um, I'll explain sun signs versus moon rising and such in a moment. But just know that everyone has the energies of all the signs in their chart, just maybe not the same way. So just because your sun sign isn't the sign that I'm listing, you can still look and see where that aspect is present in your life. Next is Taurus, the bull. And when the planets move through Taurus, you might notice reoccurring themes like material surroundings, money, possessions, and physical resources. Taurus is an earth sign, which is ruled by the planet Venus. And on a good day, Taurus energy is loyal, trustworthy, supportive, luxurious, and romantic. And on a bad day, it might be materialistic, lazy, arrogant, stubborn, and overzealous. Some famous Taurus include Cher, Queen Elizabeth II, and Dwayne Johnson. So next is Gemini, the twins, and you might notice themes related to learning, the exchange of ideas, communications, and social activities. Gemini is an air sign ruled by the planet of Mercury. On a good day, Gemini is energetic, caring, patient, compassionate, thoughtful, and loyal. But on a bad day, it might be insecure, suspicious, pessimistic, and touchy. Some famous Geminis include the poet Ralph Waldo Emerson, the actress Marilyn Monroe, and Kanye West. Next is Cancer, the crab. 
when the planets move through Cancer, you might notice themes of your inner world and your home life, like partnerships, family, and your emotions, things that make you feel safe and secure. Cancer is a water sign and is ruled by the moon. On a good day, Cancer energy is playful, brave, encouraging, passionate, and spontaneous. And on a rough day, Cancer can be stubborn, selfish, isolated, and passive-aggressive. Some famous Cancers include Princess Diana, Ariana Grande, and Lana Del Rey. All right, the next sign is Leo, the lion. When the planets move through Leo, you might notice themes of self-expression, outwardness, elevated dramatics, and leadership. Leo is a fire sign and is ruled by the sun. On a good day, Leo is generous, elegant, ambitious, protective, and loyal. And on a rough day, Leo can be narcissistic, arrogant, and dominating. Some famous Leos include Madonna, President Barack Obama, and Jennifer Lawrence. The next sign in the cycle is Virgo, the maiden. And as the planets move through Virgo, you might notice themes of details, daily habits, routines, and self-analysis. Virgo is an Earth sign ruled by Mercury. On a good day, Virgo is helpful, organized, rational, hardworking, and resourceful. On a bad day, it might be uptight, codependent, anxious, and perfectionist. Some famous Virgos are Freddie Mercury, John Mulaney, and Beyonce. And the next sign in the cycle is Libra, the scales. So when planets move through Libra, you might notice themes relating to relationship dynamics, resources, and balance. Leo is an air sign ruled by Venus. And on a good day, Libra can be diplomatic, peaceful, artistic, and charming. But on a bad day, it can be indecisive, brown-nosing, passive-aggressive, and a little self-absorbed. Some famous Libras you might know include Oscar Wilde, Childish Gambino, and Kim Kardashian. And the next sign in our cycle is Scorpio, the scorpion. When planets move through Scorpio, you might notice themes of transformation, destroying old things to make room for new things, hidden information, and intense passion. The planet that rules Scorpio is Pluto, and Scorpio is a water sign. On a good day, Scorpio is imaginative, seductive, magnetic, and ambitious. And on a bad day, Scorpio can be vindictive, manipulative, obsessive, and power-hungry. Some famous Scorpios are Voltaire, Emma Stone, and Drake. And the next sign in our cycle is Sagittarius. Sagittarius is symbolized by an archer or a centaur, sometimes both. And it is giving an energy that relates to big picture type thinking, independence, and taking chances. It's a fire sign ruled by the planet Jupiter. On a good day, it's funny, philosophical, and adventurous. And on a not so good day, it can be reckless, wasteful, and impatient. Some famous Sagittarius are Bruce Lee, Chrissy Teigen, and Britney Spears. And the next sign in our cycle is Capricorn. Capricorn is symbolized by a goat, sometimes a sea goat, meaning it has uh, kind of like a goat with like a mermaid or fish tail. 
And when Capricorn moves to the planets, you might notice themes that relate to professional ambitions, practical problem solving, and cutting through the noise to get right down to business. It's an Earth sign ruled by Saturn. And on a good day, it can be enterprising, responsible, mature, and persevering. But on a bad day, it can be pessimistic, opportunistic, cheap, and detached. Some famous Capricorns are Kate Moss, Elvis Presley, and Stephen Hawking. And next, we're going to talk about Aquarius. Aquarius is the water bearer. And when it moves through the planets, there are themes of innovation, connection, humanitarian values, and progress. It is an air sign ruled by Uranus. On a good day, Aquarius is inventive, free-thinking, and revolutionary. But on a bad day, Aquarius can also be detached, wishy-washy, argumentative, and authoritarian. Some famous Aquarius are Bob Marley, Harry Styles, and Oprah Winfrey. And next and last, we're going to talk about Pisces. Pisces is the sign of the fish, and when it moves through the planets, you might notice themes of spirituality, the subconscious mind, and creativity. Pisces is a water sign and ruled by the planet Neptune. On a good day, Pisces is creative, intuitive, compassionate, and dreamy. And on a rough day, Pisces can be escapist, delusional, destructive, and self-pitying. Some famous Pisces are Elizabeth Taylor, Steve Jobs, and Rihanna. And that's all of the 12 signs. So we're going to talk about another important aspect of astrology, which are the planets. So not all these are planets in the scientific sense, like the sun and the moon, but um, these were considered planets by the ancients and they are planets in the astrological sense, even though they're not literal plants um, and planets in astronomy, if you know what I mean. So first is the sun. And your sun sign is determined by the position of the sun at your time of birth, and it's a really important part of your chart. It shows your personality, your preferences, and your attitude. The sun is associated with Leo. Both the celestial body and the fiery zodiac sign love to be the center of attention. The sun takes about 30 days to move through a sign and never goes retrograde. When the sun goes into a new sign, you'll feel the energy of that sign change, even if it's not a sign that is your sun sign. So, for example, the sun right now is in Gemini, and it will be until about the middle of June. So when we get towards June 20th or so, and the sun moves into Cancer, you might feel a shift away from a communicative Gemini and into emotional Cancer. But within a natal chart, the sun represents your ego, your sense of self, and your fundamental essence. The sun also exposes your unique hero's journey, the triumphs and trials that you'll experience in your lifetime. Next is the moon. The moon is an inner planet and takes about two and a half days to transit a sign. The moon rules the sign of Cancer and it dictates a really big part of your daily astrology. The sign that the moon occupies will tell you about the collective mood of the day and how people approach different affairs. Lunar phases can also tell us if we should be planning ahead or reviewing the past. The moon symbolizes the concept of the mother, and its placement in your birth chart represents how you mother yourself through material and non-material comforts. 
Within your birth chart, the moon represents your emotional inner world. It's the most private and sacred area of our chart, and its position can reveal things about your comfort, your safety, and your security. Next is Mercury, the planet of communication. It determines critical aspects of how you express yourself and how you interpret information. When working with other planets, its unique position on logic and rationality can help frame your emotions, your actions, and your romantic life. And there is the ominous, super scary Mercury retrograde, right? Mercury is an inner planet that rules Gemini and Virgo, and it takes about two weeks to transit a sign. When Mercury goes retrograde, which happens three to four times a year, the planet's offerings start to malfunction, and it may cause travel delays, technological problems, and frustrating miscommunications. So I would advise you, as many astrologers would, to avoid making any super important decisions during Mercury, Mercury retrograde. Don't start a new job, not the best time to start a new relationship, don't sign a contract, that kind of stuff. But during this planet's backpedal, be sure to proofread everything, double check, make sure things are working correctly, and be cautious. But a silver lining, if you were born during a Mercury retrograde, you might be less affected by this challenging time. But by observing Mercury's placement in your chart, you can access a deeper understanding of your unique way of communicating. Next is Venus. Venus is about indulgence. It wants you to eat candy, relax, and have a life of luxury. But Venus does not always have your best interest in mind. Venus is indulgent and sometimes superficial. So when it comes to this planet, remember to separate what you want from what you need. Venus has two types of energies, depending on the planet that she interacts with, either loving and compassionate or excessively hedonistic. Venus is an inner planet, and it takes about four to five weeks to transit through a sign, and it goes retrograde every 18 months. During a Venus retrograde, you should avoid major purchases like luxury items, and you should probably not do anything radical to change your image. No experimental haircuts, don't redo your entire wardrobe, and don't rush into any commitments. Within your birth chart, Venus reveals your idealized version of love. Venus's placement shows your perception of beauty and what you find magnetic about your own character. The way in which Venus wants to be adored is revealed through the zodiac sign that she occupies. And by looking at where Venus is in your chart, you can get grips on how to work with your love life and your style of expression. Next is Mars, the warrior of the planets. He ignites the fire with passion and motivation. Mars in your chart reveals how you take action. Mars rules the signs of Aries. It is an inner planet and takes about six to seven weeks to transit a zodiac sign and it goes retrograde once every two years. When action-oriented Mars goes reverse, the cosmic energy will shift from non-stop hustle to needing a nap. Even if we have to push a little harder during the Mars retrograde, the planet's reverse cycle brings goals into sharp focus. And within your birth chart, Mars placement will reveal your drive and your determination. The placement of Mars in your chart is revealed when you're racing to meet a deadline, competing for a job, or in a heated conversation. 
And since Mars is driven by passion, displacement also reveals your sexual inclinations. By looking at where Mars is in your chart, you can learn about how to harness your, this planet's power for maximum action and where to watch out for areas that might make you feel aggressive. Next is Jupiter. Jupiter rules the sign of Sagittarius and represents fortune, expansion, higher education, and philosophy. So when it comes to living large, Jupiter holds all the cards. But be careful, because Jupiter really knows how to indulge. And at the end of the day, too much of something is not good. Jupiter is considered an outer planet and takes about 12 to 13 months to enter a new sign. When Jupiter goes retrograde, which is about four months out of each year, the backwards motion reinforces the planet's generous offerings and encourages us to apply our new ideas to real, everyday circumstances. So in your birth chart, Jupiter's position reveals your luck and fortune and where to expand your emotional awareness and philosophies. Jupiter is sometimes associated with gambling, so pay attention to this planet when it comes to excessive behavior. Next is Saturn. Saturn is kind of like the overprotective dad of the chart. His placement exposes our restrictions, limitations, and fears. Saturn goes retrograde each year for about 140 days, and as an outer planet, it takes about two and a half years to transit each sign. Saturn, uh, Saturn teaches us some tough lessons, and it can be a little bit intimidating to think about its retrograde motion. It's not exactly more difficult than other retrogrades either, because when Saturn glides backwards, it revisits your recent experience to make sure that you've processed everything in a way that's healthy. So if you've confronted your problems responsibly, Saturn rewards your hard work. But if you were in brutal denial, it might open up some old wounds. We experience three Saturn returns in our lifetime, moving us through significant phases of life. The first Saturn return happens in your late 20s and encourages you to move on into adulthood, and it might cause you to question things like career, relationships, and how you define yourself. Later in life, Saturn returns usher us into middle age in our late 50s, and then eventually old age in our 80s. Within our birth charts, Saturn represents the area of life in which we are the hardest on ourselves. Saturn's position also reveals hard work, patience, and practice we can reap the most emotionally gratifying benefits here. So Saturn is not really scary, but it is sometimes a challenging and stern teacher. The next planet is Uranus. It's an outer planet and takes about seven years to transit each sign. As its name implies, Uranus loves shock value. So when it comes to this planet, you should always expect the unexpected. The energy of Uranus can be a little bit destructive, but its motivations are usually spontaneity and progress. So forget about the past, because Uranus is committed to realizing the future. Uranus goes retrograde each year for 150 days, and when in this retrograde, Uranus surprises can be less transparent and are more psychological. During this backward spin, prepare for massive philosophical and emotional transformation. Uranus retrograde is an excellent time to ditch toxic patterns and to adopt new ideologies. In your birth chart, Uranus placements reveal your relationship with innovation. Its energy encourages us to release traditions, think creatively, and embrace the unusual. Next is Neptune. 
Neptune is an outer planet. It takes about 14 years to transit a sign. This planet rules Pisces and is often associated with dreamy and subconscious realms. On a good day, Neptune's placement in your chart points to how you develop psychic powers, creativity, and emotional intuition. But on a bad day, Neptune in your chart will expose your blind spots, the areas of life that we tend to romanticize or refuse to acknowledge. Neptune spends about 40% of its orbit in retrograde, which is about 150 days. So, in many ways, Neptune's backward glide defines its spirit. Neptune represents fantasy and illusion, so during its reverse phase, we are encouraged to backpedal and reassess. It isn't just about clarity either, it's about sitting in discomfort and embracing the unknown. Next is Pluto. Pluto is an outer planet, and it takes about 14 to 30 years to transit a sign, and it goes retrograde each year for about 185 days. Pluto rules secrets and undercover information, so its placement reveals the areas of life that require deep dives into our souls. Pluto's retrograde is the time to release yourself from things that are smothering or codependent. Alternatively, if you're the one leading with fear or power-hungry tendencies, Pluto in retrograde will help you loosen your grip, maybe even by force. Pluto's presence in your chart exposes the areas that require total and complete transformation. Pluto shows what needs to be destroyed in order to fulfill your ultimate destiny. The energy of Pluto can be possessive or manipulative, so the best way to combat this darkness is to surrender. We can't control everything in our lives, but when we look to Pluto, we can discover the areas that we most need to release. So we've talked about the signs and we've talked about the planets. Now, let's talk about the houses. So, houses in astrology, you'll notice that if you look at your birth chart, it forms a wheel, a perfect 360-degree circle. It's divided into 12 equal sections, and astrologers call these sections houses. The houses can be read individually, each depicting a specific part of life, but they can also be interpreted as a whole. Moving counterclockwise around the wheel, the 12 houses symbolize the completion of a cycle from beginning to end. Looking at your natal chart, you'll discover that certain planets and celestial points occupy certain houses. The planet's locations are structured by the ascendant and constellation rising from the eastern horizon at the moment of your birth. By studying the relationship of the planet in this house, you can discover consistent themes and recurring energies in your life. So for example, if the planet Venus is in your third house, your values will align neatly with communication. Perhaps your friends often become lovers, or maybe you found some fortune in your local community. The first house is your ascendant sign. It represents the you that is projected outward to the world. The sign that rules this house is always your ascendant sign or your rising sign. Planets occupying this house can point to your physical appearance, your personality, and how other people see you. Planets in this house often play a very important role in your life. Your second house represents topics of professions and objects, excuse me, possessions and objects. It is also linked to your concept of value, worth, and self-esteem. Planets occupying this house can indicate your relationship to money, how you acquire things, and how you connect to your material surroundings. 
The third house represents themes of local community, including siblings, colleagues, classmates, and even pets. It can also represent how we interpret and share information. Planets occupying this house can describe how you connect and how you network. It also might reveal things about your early childhood experiences. The fourth house represents family, oftentimes the role of the mother or the maternal figure, and your emotional foundation and the physical home are also revealed here. Planets occupying this house can describe your relationship to your family, maternal energy, and how you build your infrastructure. And for those of us that perhaps had two dads, or maybe you didn't have a motherly figure in your life that was your literal mom, this is referring to maternal energy, regardless of where that came from. So if that was an older sibling, a grandparent, a dad, it's the energy itself, not so much just the biological mother, if that makes sense. Your fifth house represents creativity, play, sports, and children. It also encompasses leisure hobbies, romance, flirtation, and fertility. So the planets that occupy this house can describe how you have pleasure and how you are project-oriented and engage in the arts. The sixth house represents your daily rituals, your routines, your work, and your service. It also reveals your health and wellness and the way that we take care of our physical bodies. Planets occupying this house can point to how you manage your schedule, organize your time, and deal with day-to-day -day responsibilities. The seventh house represents your serious partnerships, contractual commitments, and external influences. It also reflects your perception of the world and how you are impacted by the realities of others. The seventh house is always occupied by your descendant sign, which is the parallel and opposite of your ascendant or rising sign. Planets occupying the descendant house reveal information about how a person perceives and interacts to committed relationships. The eighth house represents sex, death, and transformation. It encompasses external resources, such as inheritances or taxes, and this house is often linked to the occult and matters that are esoteric. Planets occupying this house often go through major changes over the course of a lifetime, exuding powerful multidimensionality. There is an incredible intensity linked with this realm, which is often fueled by things that exist beneath the surface. Your ninth house represents philosophy, travel, and higher education. These lessons and experiences that exist outside your immediate surroundings, and in many cases, you have to go beyond the scope of the immediate to access this. Planets in this house describe expansion and perception. In the 10th house, or your midheaven, it represents your long-term achievements, your honors, your public reputation, and your career. As the very top of the chart and symbolizes the pinnacle of your aspirations. Planets occupying this house can describe who and what you will become to society and how you will be recognized. The 11th house represents extended network, teamwork, collaboration, and humanitarian pursuits. It also has to do with technology and social media. This will give you insight into your greater audience and how you influence the masses. And finally, the 12th house, the last one in the wheel, represents the psyche and the unseen realm, the subconscious, dreams, intuition, and powerful secrets. Planets occupying this house reveal the inner workings of the subconscious mind. This is the calm before the storm. It's where you develop ideas, goals, and the motivation to continue through the eternal cycles of knowing. 
And that is all I have for you this time. There's, of course, more to astrology than that, but I feel like we've built a good foundation of the signs, the planets, and the houses, which are the basic foundations of understanding astrology and your birth chart. But that's all I have for you this week, and I will see you all next time.